welcome back to Next Scene Podcast, a podcast taking on pop culture one scene at a time. Uh, I'm your host, Sean, and uh, unfortunately, uh, my co-host Brian could not join us tonight, but in his place, I have a very wonderful guest from the Movie Rob Minute podcast, where he's covered such uh, great films as The Great Escape, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Die Hard. It's Movie Rob. Hey, welcome! Thank you, Sean. This it's so so much fun actually recording you not in person, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the last time we recorded for Die Hard, you were uh, you were in our in my home studio here, uh, recording in person. Not not that you weren't a, a wonderful guest to have, but yes, it is lovely to be recording from uh, from across the globe and around the world. And so I've asked uh, Movie Rob to join us, and I've asked you, listener, to, to join us for uh, for this year's holiday special, where we are we we where we will be covering Hanukkah, eight episodes at a time. So uh, we selected eight special holiday episodes of television series, um, all dedicated to the holiday of Hanukkah, that we will be covering one night uh, at a time, corresponding with the eight nights of Hanukkah. Um, And this being the first night, um, decided to start with, uh, from 1996, the first episode of season four of the show Rugrats, with the title, appropriately enough, Hanukkah. Um, So this is our Hanukkah episode, uh, episode one, or night one. And uh, so Rob, what's your, um, we'll kick it off with, what's your history with, with the Rugrats uh, you know, the Rugrats series or this Hanukkah special? Had you seen this before? Okay, well, I, <laughs> as as you know, and as everyone <laughs> who knows, knows, I see a lot of movies and stuff like that, but I don't watch as much TV. So the truth is I've never seen an episode of the Rugrats before. This was the very first episode I've ever seen. I did know that it was one of the few, if not only, TV shows where the family is uh, specifically explained to be Jewish, so when when you told me that this is the one you were giving me, I wasn't that surprised that there was a Hanukkah special from the Rugrats. Yeah, but, so I kind of that that kind of mirrors my my experience as well. That yeah, so this I, I was aware of Rugrats. This um, was kind of my my in between time, my my teenage years when I wasn't that much into kids ca- cartoons. I wasn't a young child anymore when this came out. And I wasn't quite a—I uh, hadn't quite discovered drugs in college yet to where um, I would kind of get an altered state of mind and, and watch children's cartoons. So uh, yeah, I never got into the Rugrats, but uh, yeah. And so, so it's going to be a little difficult for for us to actually discuss the characters then, since, since neither of us really have anything any idea about the characters. Yeah, so this is kind of a one-off. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, the background or the history um, from previous episodes, other than yes, yes, they are Jewish, um, and I thought this was, I thought this was a good episode to kick off uh, the series with, being that I think this is the most um, most Hanukkah of Hanukkah episodes, and that's something we can explore throughout the series through the eight nights as we talk about different episodes, the extent to which. Um, which each episode captures, you know, kind of the, the spirit of, of the holiday. But um, yeah, so this and the, the title uh, of the episode is is Hanukkah, just to in case there's any 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 doubt in terms of, of what the episode is about. Yeah, but, 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 uh, but I got to say, you're not pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> right. You have to pronounce okay. it with a huh. Hanukkah. As one of the things that they, they mentioned in this episode, you know, the idea that, that you can't say Hanukkah, you have to say Hanukkah. You have to have the, the, the yeah. CH in there. And they, they all show them spitting, you know, uh, as as they do that. So I, I yeah, that was yeah. pretty as, funny. As, as Angela would say, as she gets close up to the camera to make sure you see the uh, the phlegm of the Hanukkah. That's right. Um, That's right. So yeah, when, so when I say Hanukkah, I don't feel as if I'm if as if I'm you know spitting or anything like that. It's for, I guess for me because it's something that you know for for all of my life I've it's been known as Hanukkah to me. So you know I've never had a problem with the ch sound. You know which it, you know so to me it's funny when people can't pronounce it because it's something that 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 comes naturally to me. You know so English. Yeah, yeah. What a strange it, it, language. English, yeah, it, it it loses something in the transliteration, and and I think most of the time it's spelt just with an H, um, in the beginning in English to start with an H. Yeah, because they um, just which, want to make it easier on people who can't pronounce the CH. Yeah, which makes but, sense. Uh, yeah, but we can say the CH, so we we should. Um, you know, not not to <laughs> shame those that can't. That's fine. They're just not as good as us. But uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Um, well, so let's, yeah, so let's dive in and let's start talking about this Hanukkah episode of Rugrats. And the, the episode opens with um, a voiceover with a retelling of the Maccabee story. And we hear about the, uh, about the king who wanted Jews to worship the Greek gods um, and forced, uh, forced them to read Torah in secret. And it was King Antiochus. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Exactly as they perfectly. do. Perfectly. That was perfect. Antiochus. Perfect. Yes. Antiochus. Thank you. Thank you. In, in, the, in the show, they actually pronounce it a little differently, but Antiochus yeah. is the way that it is pronounced. Yeah. And uh, to give a little bit of history, uh, this being the the first night of Hanukkah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pepper in some some history, some Hanukkah facts, Hanukkah facts throughout the episode. Um, to supplement the telling of the Hanukkah story from uh, from Rugrats, but uh, so um, the well, actually, go all the way back to Antiochus the third, who was a king of Syria um, from uh, from 222 to 186 BCE, uh, before the Common Era or BC, if you if you like to tell time that way. Um, who, uh, from my reading, was mostly okay with sort of the Jews being the Jews doing their thing. Uh, but when he died and his son, um, Selechius, uh, the fourth took over, um, was more into uh, oppressing the people, was a, uh, uh, ruled more with an iron fist and wanted everyone to be uh, to worship the same gods and, and share the same culture. Um, and he was eventually killed by his brother, Antiochus, the fourth, who was even more of a tyrant and even more sought to. Uh, have a uniform kingdom under one culture and one religion um, and really crack down and force the Jews to worship and, and study Torah in secret, as is depicted um, in the story being told. And so we, we see a scene um, where a, a soldier bursts, into, bursts in on uh, some of the babies reading Torah, says, what are you babies up to? And the reply is, just playing with our dreidels. We made them out of clay. Of course, referencing the um, the famous Hanukkah song, the the dreidel, 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 we made them out of clay. Um, right, but I I, I want to point out here that that is what happened. That's that's the 
the the whole idea of the dreidels was that it was it was a you know a, a gambling game that that the Jews made up at the time that when they were secretly you know learning or studying uh, in caves. So when people would come in, they take out the dreidels and they say, "Oh, we're just here playing, you know, uh, poker or whatever." I mean, they're playing dreidel. Where I mean, the idea of a of a dreidel is it has four sides. Okay, it's like a spin spinning top that has four sides and it has four Hebrew letters all around it. Okay, um, I, I don't remember. I don't know how good your 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 you remember your Hebrew from from Hebrew school. Not at I all. Will, not at all. So I will quickly not say what it is. That it's it has four letters representing four words, okay, mm-hmm. which are nes, gadol, haya, sham. Okay, nes is a miracle, gadol is great, okay, haya is was, and sham is there. Okay, so a great miracle happened there. That's more or less what they're saying with, with the, the four letters that are on there. So you have the, the letters, the Hebrew letters are on there. So you have uh, nun, which is basically an N, gimel, which is, you could say, a G. Okay, hey, which I guess is an H, and then you have shin, which you can say is an S. Okay, so when you spin the 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 top, the whole idea is is that depending on where it lands, that's how um, that that's the way the betting works. You know, like on, I don't remember the exact. It's been a very long time since I've played dreidel, you know, for money or for fake money or whatever you want to call it. But the the idea is that. When it lands on each side, then you have to do something else, whether it's you have to put money into the pot or you get to take something from the pot or whether you lose a turn, you know, things like that. So the, it, the, the dreidel was actually created at the time in order to, you know, uh, fool or fake out the, the, the Greek soldiers who would come in. So one interesting fact about the, the dreidel, though, is, is that here in Israel, the dreidel is different because the, right. the story happened here in Israel. So, you know, if you're using a dreidel outside of Israel, which America, in the Rugrats, every dreidel that they have there has the, 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 the version that one uses outside of Israel. But in Israel, instead of at the end, you know, instead of it saying, you know, a great miracle happened there, it's a great miracle happened here. And so therefore, it's the, the letter pay, which means po. Po means here in Hebrew. And, and that's the different... Uh, uh, thing. So I found it actually very funny that, you know, because this is happening in America, so obviously, you know, they're they're only going to use the American ones. But I wanted to point it out that there is a slight difference. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would be yeah. interesting, interesting. To, to know that a dreidel is real. You know, it's something that was really used. It's not, you know, some, it's not like something just to commemorate the, you know, the holiday. It's something that, that they actually used in, uh, you know, in the time of the, the, the Hanukkah story. Yeah, yeah, so so interesting, and that they they worked it into the story of the episode to be yes. historically accurate. There, there are a lot of things here. I, I I could go on for hours, which I know we don't have <laughs> about a lot of different things yeah. that they mention here, which uh, which are connected to the real story and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, so this is um, I think a, a good starting point for the the holiday special, and actually not bad um, for the listeners if you're not familiar with. Um, you know, familiar with with the holiday of Hanukkah and the, the story behind it, you're you're looking to learn. Certainly, there's a lot of resources on the internet, um, but this is not not a horrible place to start. Would be to look up this episode of Rugrats and and give a watch. Yeah. Um, so, getting back to the action, uh, Judy, Judah the Maccabee 
um, challenges the king with the phrase, a Maca baby has to do what a Maca baby has to do. Uh, which I think is, I, I think uh, that's a turn on a phrase that's associated with the show, with the show, uh, you know, a baby has to do what a baby has to do. Um, and then, you know, turn, make, turning it into Maca baby, which I think is a cute little, um, a cute little touch. Um, yeah. But then we are, we are pulled out of the, the telling of the Hanukkah story and we return to the present day um, with the, the, the family, the pickle family in their home, Lutkas are are cooking in the kitchen. Angela is is looking for the she calls it the clicker. She's looking for her clicker to watch a Christmas special, and uh, Boris is complaining about his rival Shlomo, who is playing uh, the king in the the temple's Hanukkah pageant, um, which is sort of an odd thing because the the king is a is the bad guy. The king is. <laughs> you know, is the, um, is the antagonist of this story. So, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, maybe that's a more juicy part, uh, dramatically, um, sort of like Hans Gruber in, uh, in Die Hard, but yeah. he's not, you know, not supposed to be the star of the show. You're supposed to be rooting for, um, you know, you're rooting for John McClane, um, and Bruce Willis, uh, not, not for Hans Gruber. No, I... And in this case, not for, uh, Auntie Elchis. Correct, but but here, first of all, they don't even mention that his name is Angel because he just plays the king, you know, right, that type of thing. Right. And which is which is a, I mean, throughout the entire episode, there are the the different characters who think that the king is the juiciest part here. So mm -hmm. it, it's not only, you know, Grandpa uh, was it Grandpa Lou? I think that's what his name is. Or no, no, sorry, it was uh, that's Boris. Uh, Boris, Boris, Boris. Sorry, Grandpa Lou is the other the other grandfather. The other grandpa. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, well, if you haven't seen the show before, I guess it's easier to, to get them confused, right? So, so right. Boris basically, you know, is I think he's just upset about the fact that that Shlomo has a a juicier part, as you said. I I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, and also he gets. Uh, I'm not sure how it's it's not sure how much later, but later he complains about um, the sword that that Shlomo has that the king carries, and he says Shlomo just wanted to be king so he could poke me with the sword. What am I, a pin cushion? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is not um, not not entirely unusual. That yeah, sometimes the the bad guy has the best part. Um, but yeah, that'll come back later. And then we 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 yeah. switch to um, the the babies playing with the dreidel, and um, one of them says these these cradles don't taste like clay. Uh, which kind of, <laughs> which kind of maybe you know, one thing introduces. We'll see. There's a lot of mis funny mispronunciations and, and mishearing of things by the children, and that actually becomes kind of a central plot point to the episode. How the the babies mishear things. Um, but then the other thing I take from that quote is, um, you know, what is what? Is, how do they know what clay tastes like, or why? Which I guess is just you know, babies put everything in their mouth, but. They seem to be complaining. Like, does does clay taste good? It was, he seemed to be disappointed that the dreidel doesn't taste like clay. Right. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> and immediately after, they talk about the the, the chocolate coins. Yeah. You know, which, which is even funnier because they said the chocolate coins aren't as tasty as the ones we find under the cushions. You know, meaning <laughs> meaning that you, they would you would think that they would find the chocolate to be much more tastier than real money. 
But, okay. <laughs> uh, Again, okay. maybe I mean, these I, are things from the show that we're just not familiar with. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, listeners, if this is, yeah, there's some inside jokes here we're missing. Please forgive us, and, and you can let us know. Uh, you can certainly pop into uh, the Facebook group, our Jelly of the Month Club, or, um, you know, hit us up on Twitter at uh, Next Scene Pod. You know, if, if there's, yeah, if this is a running joke about eating clay or, or tasting money that they find in the couch um, that we're missing. So um, let us know. So, but in addition to tasting the clay and <laughs> and the uh, the Hanukkah gelt, the, the, the chocolate coins, they also smell uh, mom's making pancakes. And they're a little surprised because you're not supposed to have pancakes in the nighttime. Um, which I was a little surprised at because growing up and something I continue to do is the, the breakfast for lunch thing. I know, you know, pancakes are traditionally a breakfast food. We'll make like regular, not just potato pancakes, but, uh, you know, breakfast pancakes that sometimes we'll make or, or waffles we'll have. You know, we call it breakfast for dinner. Um, yeah, so that exactly. These children are not familiar with that. Yeah. 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 Well, they're kids. Uh, you don't give the kids that. You know, actually, the truth is I, I do make uh, my daughter yeah. sometimes pancakes at night. So, yeah. Yeah. Not only a breakfast. Uh, so these these babies, these kids have not had uh, that fortune. Um, and then we we turn from, um, uh, you know, some aspects of, of the holiday celebration to uh, sort of, I guess, the, the main event or the main feature of Hanukkah. And that is the menorah and the candles, which which also confuse um, the children. And uh, one of them says, you know, maybe it's your birthday. And you have, there's eight candles, actually, well, nine candles with the Shema, but you know, all the candles because you're having all your birthdays at once. Shamash. It's called the Shamash. <laughs> the the Shamash. Shamash. Oh, you're right. The Shamash. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So they say, well, maybe you're having all your birthdays at once. And so we need to blow out the candles. And I know I'm getting old because this scene scared me. They're climbing so that the, the menorah, the candles are on top of um, kind of an old style, big, uh, back in the day when a television was a piece of furniture, not just a, a flat panel. And they're climbing on top of the television to get to candles. And all I can see is that thing falling over and a kid getting smushed and then the house burning down. <laughs> this, this caused this scene caused a lot of anxiety. <laughs> Luckily, Angela comes in to, to interrupt them before they could reach the candles and uh, lets them know that um, this those candles aren't for Tommy's birthday. They are for Hanukkah. And she says, you have to ha when you say it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and she says, this is this is a special time of year between Christmas and Misgiving when all the bestest holiday shows are on TV. <laughs> um, Do you think Misgiving is supposed to be Thanksgiving or some other or something else? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I assumed. Yeah, misgiving is supposed to be Thanksgiving. This is another another uh, word or phrase that's misheard by the children. And she also has them backwards because in well, that's um, what in I was the U.S. Say. Yeah, Mis misgiving well, comes first before Christmas. That's right. Yeah. In everywhere, I don't think there's any place where where Thanksgiving is celebrated. Especially again, regrets take place in America. So. You know, yeah. there's there's no place for Thanksgiving, to, but maybe maybe the joke is that all the holiday specials go from December to November, as opposed to November to December. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she is right because usually, uh, usually Hanukkah is sometime between Thanksgiving 
and and Christmas, and that is the yeah. time when even uh, you know the, all the holiday specials are on, um, and the it, it it wanders around. So it's on the Hebrew calendar, and I assume the Israeli calendar. It's um, it's it's always it's uh, starting on the twenty fifth day of Kislev. So it's it's in the same time every year on that calendar, but it doesn't. Uh, being a lunar calendar doesn't always line up with the the calendar that we use in the United States. So it does float around. Um, I think it's been as early as, I don't know if it started on Thanksgiving, but I think it's it can start as early as the weekend after Thanksgiving. And as late as this year, um, actually Christmas occurs during Hanukkah. I think it's the last night. It's towards the, the end. It's the last night. The 25th is the yeah. last night. No, so I mean, basically, uh, I'll give a quick right. explanation about the calendar. So the, oh, please do. Uh, the Jewish calendar goes according to the, the lunar calendar, as opposed to the the Gregorian calendar, which is what, you know, we, we all use, you know, for, mm-hmm. for our regular, uh, you know, for the regular calendar, January through December type of thing. So the, the solar calendar is 365 days, approximately. Remember, we all, we all know it's, it's a little bit different, but it's about 365. And the lunar calendar is only 354 days, which means that there are 11 days difference between them. So therefore, every year, the the lunar calendar moves back 11 days uh, from the solar calendar. So for instance, this year, as we said, so today is the first uh, night of Hanukkah, so it's the 18th of, of December. So theoretically, next year, the uh, the first night of Hanukkah will be on the it'll be 11 days earlier so therefore it'll be on the 7th of, of december 7th of okay december. right but because both the the lunar calendar and the solar calendar uh or sorry both the jewish lunar calendar and the solar calendar have uh leap years okay in the solar calendar there's just one 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 day added for the leap year and that's uh you know february 29th in order to make up for the fact that you have uh i think it's a third of a day in every year i think it's 365 and a third I think that's the the full year, but the lunar calendar has these eleven days that they need to to make up. So what what they did in the Jewish calendar, and this is to me, this still fascinates me that you know thousands of years ago, the even without the math that we know of today, they created a lunar calendar that has a nineteen year cycle, which includes and incorporates uh, a leap year. I think it's if I remember correctly, I think it's six times over that over those 19 years in order to keep making it uh, stay within the same parameters. So therefore, as you mentioned, you know, Hanukkah will fall out anywhere between the end of November to the end of December. So it it, all all the Jewish holidays are pretty much within that uh, parameter that, you know, they're within, I guess you could say, 30 days. Uh, thir- any thir- any a given thirty days over the course of the year, okay. But the you know the, for instance the Islamic calendar also uses the lunar calendar, but they don't have a leap year, so therefore their holidays actually roam all around the the uh, the year. You know sometimes if like for instance uh, Ramadan can this year be in December and next year it'll be in November and the year after it'll be you know because it moves back and it it revolves around the the calendar, so. Yeah, I just thought that would be. And the Hebrew calendar—it's a whole—it's a whole leap month, right? That's added. It's yes. a whole extra yeah, month. A, that's to, right. It's an—it's an extra month that's yeah. added usually in March because the whole idea is that the the holiday of Passover, Pesach, is supposed to take place during the spring, 
And that's the, the whole reason why they uh, instituted that the leap year happens then so that no matter what, uh, Pesach will fall out in the spring. That, that's the whole idea of that. And yeah. because it's a 19 year cycle, what's, what's really even cooler is for instance, you know, when a person is born, so they have, you know, they're, they're, the day that they're born for the solar calendar and the day that they're born of the lunar calendar, right? So your, your two birthdays uh, don't, won't, won't coincide for 19 years. 19 okay? years. Yeah, which is really cool then, because you know that on your 19th birthday and your 38th birthday and your 54th birthday and so on and so forth, you know, you're going to still have, oh no, sorry, I have 54th, 57th, 57th, that they're, they're all going to fall out on the same days. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know, or I maybe I, I probably knew at some point, I didn't remember that it went in a 19-year cycle. Uh, okay. So, so see if you know. knew what your Hebrew birthday is, so then you can figure out, you <laughs> know, know. At, at your next, I'm, I can figure it out for if you really want to. We, we'll talk about it afterwards. I'll I'll, I'll let you know what, what your Hebrew birthday is, Sean. But it's <laughs> yes. very simple. There's it's, You can Google it these days and find out, you know, what the day that you were born, what was the Hebrew date, and then, you know, then you'll know uh from from now on when when your hebrew birthday also and the best part about having both a hebrew birthday and an english birthday is that you can celebrate throughout the the you know all those days all you know it's like days, bookends yeah. we, you know right. I, I know a lot of people who do that I, I don't specifically do it but but there are a lot of people who do it. they say okay well my birthday you know will span now 20 days so there you go i got 20 days of uh of 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 birthday to, to celebrate this year i like this I like I, I I we'll have to do maybe a special episode of uh digging into uh yeah my birthday so uh, I can I can celebrate uh, I can extend the celebration. You let me know and I'll be back and we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right. Um so getting back to uh back to the action of in the Rugrats in the program. Uh, so we cut to uh, I believe this is Stu Pickle. Uh, the 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 father of the pickle family is out in the out in the garage and he is building a giant menorah on the roof of his car um, that uh, preparing for the the Hanukkah uh, play and for the festival and it's got um, it's it's got everything he fires it up and there's there's spinning fireworks there's um, the the candles are like organ whistles or like train whistles that are moving up and down. There's a spinning mechanical dreidel. There are dancers like kicking and spinning um, that all just uh, in all this action, it just speeds up and up and just keeps going faster and faster than uh, until it explodes. Um, and I guess this is this is sort of a, um, a, a sitcom trope of the um, you know the the father who kind of overdoes everything and is a bit of a klutz and nothing ever quite works out the way he he plans it. I mean, this goes back to the the scheming days of Ralph Cramden and, and the honeymooners. So this is sort of a uh, this is a sitcom staple that even someone who hasn't seen any episodes of the Rugrats is is instantly familiar with um, with, with this uh, with this type with with fathers well, think- do here. I think that they mentioned later on that he's like an inventor. He's like a failed inventor, which mm-hmm. which would sort of make sense. You know, it reminds me of the father from Gremlins. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another another holiday film. So yeah. Yeah. That's that's a yeah. good connection. Yeah. No like Hanukkah the there. In a... <laughs> no Hanukkah there. <laughs> um, hmm. That's maybe they're saving that for Gremlins three. Maybe uh, the Hanukkah story. But uh, yeah. Um, and suddenly now it is it is time to head out to. Uh, to head out, head out to the fair, um, 
and the family gets together and we're heading out and uh, Boris, Grandpa Boris is still complaining. Um, there was a review of the Hanukkah pageant in the paper and he's complaining how they got, you know, Shlomo's picture and they're talking about, um, you know, what, what a great uh, you know, king uh, Shlomo is, you know, playing. And Boris says, uh, this play will be the end of me. The meaning of Hanukkah, patoy. Um, and of course, we get another, um, well, an, another uh, you know, misunderstanding or mishearing by the children. They hear the meaning of Hanukkah as the meanie of Hanukkah, um, and they they think they think their grandfather's you know complaining about a meanie, uh, you know, a mean old man who is the meanie of Hanukkah, um, and they. The, the the children to uh, oh um one of the babies says you know he he was he had to play with the meanie at daycare once he made me lick the slide hung me from the monkey bars and put a worm on my head um, and then when the, you know <laughs> um and then uh you know the the, the grown-ups made made us take a nap so you know it, it says you know so if it if it's a grown-up meanie it has to be worse than that and we have to put down the meanie of Hanukkah for a nap. <laughs> um, and so that will be um, kind of kicks off the action for, for act two as we, we head to the, the synagogue and the Hanukkah fair. Um, but before we get on, I want to jump in with, with one of my questions. And that is, um, well, with, with many of the, you know, many holiday episodes that, that TV shows has a lot of time. Um, and I'm talking about mainly uh, my experiences, mainly with pop culture and, and television here in the United States. Um, and most of the time, you know, cause around this time of year, we have Christmas and that's sort of the dominant holiday of the season in America. And a lot of the shows it's, it's really a Christmas episode and they just, you know, there's the one Jewish friend or they toss in a menorah, just sort of, um, so there's some representation. So my question is, um, does this is this a true Hanukkah special, or is this just a, a generic Christmas or a, you know a generic winter uh, episode, and they just throw a throw a menorah in? I, I got to say that I I think it's a combination of both. Okay, because on the one hand, it it is a, a Hanukkah story. I mean, they're mm -hmm. you know as as you mentioned, they start off by telling the Hanukkah story, and everything that that's going on is related uh, directly to Hanukkah. But a lot of the way that things play out throughout the course of, of the this this episode do fit into the the Christmas tropes. You know, as you mentioned earlier, the the father you know trying to do the extravagant uh, Hanukkah or holiday you know lights type of thing. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Recalls yeah. like uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation exactly. with the, the mm -hmm. lights and everything. Right, and there are numerous other, ex, you know, examples of of dealing with the lights. Okay, then you have the whole thing that they're going to a, you know, a, a pageant. So sometimes you have a Christmas pageant. Here we have a Hanukkah pageant type of thing. Okay, the, you're, there's also, you know, there there at the same time there's this this uh, I guess you can say a Hanukkah fair that's going on. You know, where they have you know the best. Uh, uh, I mean, we haven't really started discussing it, but. You know they're showing tables filled with with uh, competitions of you know who makes the best latke and who makes the best donuts and and all those things. So they're they're what I think what they did here is is they made a very unique 
Hanukkah story, but but they they rely heavily on Christmas tropes in order to do that. So, but it does feel as if it is as if it stands on its own as a Hanukkah story. Yeah, interesting. I think that's that's a good analysis because certainly on the surface we've got. Um, you know, the, the title of the episode is Hanukkah. We have a, you know, we have a Jewish family. It's not just, um, you know, it's not a Christian family who's got the one Jewish friend who we, who I, in researching for the podcast, I saw a lot, uh, you know, a lot of times in a lot of, uh, you know, these, these special episodes. So it's, it's, you know, Jewish family dedicated to the, the holiday, of, holiday of Hanukkah. But like you said, yeah, it, it does pull on a lot of tropes. Yeah, I'm not familiar with, I haven't been to any Hanukkah fairs. Uh, you know, I haven't, uh, I don't know if you've, you know, you've ever been to a temple that, yes, or a synagogue that does this kind of celebration for Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah, I have. Both when I was living in the States and here in Israel, they do it also. You know, it, it, they're usually selling a whole bunch of different little things. You know, they sometimes have games for the kids, you know, different competitions and stuff like that. And, you know, they do have, you know, who has made the best latka and who has made the best, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, just the different type of things that uh, that they show here. So so the there is a basis for what happens here in, in uh, I think, what's the name of the, uh, they do this in the Jewish, in, in the, it's called the Jewish Center, the Beth, uh, or is it the Beth Shalom Jewish Center? Beth Shalom Jewish Center, exactly. Yes. Right. So again, it's not. It's not even. What, what's interesting is, is that it's not even in a shul, a synagogue. It's in a. Jew, it's in the Jewish Center. The Jewish Center. Okay, which is like I guess some sort of like a JCC type of thing. Yeah, you know, Jewish Community Center. Yeah, which is interesting because I think um, one of the characters, maybe Boris, one of the grandfathers, does refer to it as as synagogue. But yeah, you're right. Yes. When we get there, we can see on the outside. It, it is possible. It's it is possible that they have prayer there. You know, there there are Jewish centers that have you know an area for prayer. So yeah. I'm assuming that that that's the idea here. I, I well, don't yeah, know we, where this takes place. So yeah, you know, I don't well, know we, what well, we, we do even. see. Yeah, I mean, we do see later on. So so. The 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 plot line for Angela is she's looking for a TV to watch her her Cynthia Christmas special, um, yes. and we do see at one point she ends up on the bima, and we can see the ark with the Torah. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So there is a um, right. you know, kind of a there's there's a, there's a there's a there's a section for the fair and for the pageant and the play, and then there is a, at least part of this building is dedicated to uh, to you know prayer and worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a yeah, combination community center, temple, synagogue, uh, all in one. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, have a, I have a thought on uh, on sort of the Christmas aspect of uh, of the program, but I'm actually I'll save that for our next break. Um, and instead, we'll get back into the action as we arrive at the aforementioned Beth Shalom Jewish Center. Um, and like I said, Angela is looking is wondering if they'll have a TV. Um, at the fair so she can watch her her Cynthia special. Um, and the babies have brought a, they have a pillow, a blankie, and a nightlight um, so that they can, they can put the, the Hanukkah mini down for a nap. Um, <laughs> and I guess, um, and there's a, a, a nice little, uh, little sequence. So uh, Angela's sitting down uh, to have pancakes, and she's like, "Oh, you know, pancakes for dinner. What a world!" Um, and then takes a bite and goes, "Yuck! What what kind of boo boo head makes pancakes out of potatoes?" Um, again, another <laughs> mispronunciation or, or mishearing of, of potatoes, but uh, um, which I'm surprised. Like, I love latkes. I think they're great. Um, but apparently, 
I don't know if she doesn't like them or maybe it's just the surprise of expecting a traditional um, pancake, you know, a traditional pancake, you know, flour or whatever, whatever. Yeah, flour is in pancakes. You know, she's expecting a traditional pancake and not getting what she expected. Um, So she doesn't like it. And so she she throws the latke um, and it trips a man who is dressed as a dreidel uh, who falls and drops a box of donuts and there is Boris who says, I win. And we we're talking about um, a little bit previously about the, the game, about playing dreidel. Um, and I think that's a nice, cute little thing because the, the man in the dreidel costume lands Gimmel up, which means um, the, the player spinning wins everything in the pot. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're accurate to the game rules in terms yes. of um, the way the man falls. Um, yeah, they obviously did the research here. There's no question yeah, about that. They did a little bit of research here. So the um, so as you said earlier, you know the, the four sides of uh, the dreidel. So you have a nun. Um, when it lands facing up, the player uh, gets nothing or does nothing. Uh, Gimel, the player wins everything in the pot. Uh, hey, facing up means the player gets half the pot, and a shin means the player adds um, adds to the pot. Um, okay. In some Makes versions, sense. it's you add one coin. Uh, sometimes uh, some versions will say add three coins, um, one for each stem of the letter shin. Um, oh, okay. Which in Hebrew, the letter shin has three stems. So, uh, but right. yeah. So basically, you either depending on which side of the the dreidel comes lands up, you either do nothing, uh, get all the pot, half the pot, or add to the pot. Um, and like we said, yeah, they did the research here. So the man falls, his costume lands, Gimmel up, and Boris just happens to be walking past as I win and picks up all the donuts. <laughs> his, his lucky day. <laughs> um, and I'll say, so the um, I'm more familiar with the association with the, the fried potato pancakes, the latkes, with Hanukkah. Um, but it's also associated with, with donuts, um, usually jelly donuts, like a filled donut. Um, but it's generally just all kinds of fried food um, to, uh, you know, they're fried in oil and oil is associated with, um, you know, the, the miracle of Hanukkah and the, the meaning of Hanukkah. The whole thing is around the, uh, you know, it was enough oil to last one night or one day that ended up lasting eight days. Um, right now, do you know we, another reason why a donut is is uh, specifically uh, uh, referenced you know, uh, around Hanukkah time. I mean, uh, it's, for instance, in Israel, there are tons and tons of donuts all around jelly donuts. You can find everywhere with all these different types of toppings and stuff like that. If you're, if, if you like jelly donuts, uh, Hanukkah time is the best time to come to Israel. You get to see tons of them. It's, it's, it seems to me more prevalent here in Israel than it was in the States about donuts. Maybe nowadays it's a little different, but the, the idea uh, as you mentioned, that first of all, the donut is fried because of the idea of oil. But the second thing is, is, is what, what, what's the difference between a jelly donut and a donut with a hole in it? It's the whole idea that you know you have something hidden inside. So it's like the hidden uh-huh. miracle. So the the whole idea of the story of Hanukkah, as you just pointed out, is the the you know the the miracle that the oil lasted for for eight days but the the idea behind that is is that okay where did this miracle come from you know it's the, so it's something that was hidden you know because obviously you know for for you know for for those of us who believe it it's god who's the one who who you know created this miracle obviously but the whole idea is is that if you have 
a donut that you don't necessarily know what's going to be on the inside because it's covered. So the the inside is I, I, I won't go as far to say that the the jelly part is a miracle, but it's 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 <laughs> it's hidden within the story. That type of mm-hmm. thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I was not aware of that association. So that's why it's specifically a, a jelly donut, and you know something inside, not a regular donut. Yeah, I mean, in this in, in this show, they only show regular donuts. They don't show jelly donuts because you can see the holes in them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, so so back to the action. Um, so Angela heads off on a search for a TV, um, and. Um, actually, so and uh, as I mentioned, so she ends up in, um, I guess, it, in the the kind of sort of the temple part of the building. We see her um, approach the ark, which holds uh, the Torah, and above the ark, um, we see the symbol of the near Tamid, which is the eternal light that mm-hmm. burns above the ark. And um, I'm not certain. Maybe you can can answer me this. Is that the um, you know the the same, uh, I guess, a symbol of the eternal light that went out, um, that was relit and and miraculously burned for for eight nights. That is, yes. you know, kind I mean, of the that, miracle. That is of part of the whole idea. The the idea of a near tamid near means light, and tamid means uh, eternal. Okay, so you have this eternal light that when 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 we had the temple, you know, that was destroyed two thousand years ago. But before then, so the the, the menorah was always lit every day. You know, it, it stayed lit, and that was internal light always, so that you can look at it and be reminded uh, of of God. And so now, in every synagogue or every shul, however you want to call it, there's a uh, an eternal light that's there for that same very reason. That when you're there, you look up, and it's a reminder once again of uh, that that God is is always there, is eternal. Right. Yeah. So if you've, uh, you know, if you've ever been in a Jewish temple, you'll see they have the the ark where they hold the Torah, and then above it is usually yeah some sort of light um, that is that is always on. And I it's hard to tell because this is animation because it is a cartoon um, whether I, I what I think what you know I look at it and I just see it looks like a symbol. It looks just like a uh, you know a painting or an image of a flame, but maybe it yeah. is an actual light. Um, you know, maybe supposed to be an actual flame or an actual light, but uh, they have, so they have that over the ark, the eternal flame, um, which we will, um, yeah, which will come up again later on in, in the Hanukkah story. Yes. Um, so we go, we cut back to um, the, um, the, the pageant. Oh, we're just sticking with, with Angela for, for one more moment. Um as she, she spies a custodian pushing a cart that has a small TV on it that she, and so she becomes chasing, she starts to chase him and then she runs into the, the man in the dreidel costume. And he says, I broke a shin because of you um, pointing <laughs> to his posterior, but there, there is the, the letter shin. Um, but I thought that was some, a nice little wordplay, a nice little pun. Yes. There. Mm-hmm. Um, so cutting back to the, the pageant. So we see, we have uh, we finally see the Shlomo that we've heard so much about, uh, Grandpa Boris's, uh, I guess nemesis, who is playing, you know, the, the antagonist of the play, who plays the king, um, and you know they they exchange pleasantries. Boris says, "How's you know how's business?" Shlomo says, "How's the family?" Uh, which is a little, 
I guess, kind of setting up the, uh, you know, uh, the, the source of antagonism between these two and then a little bit of uh, making up and reconciliation that can happen later. Um, yeah. And as you mentioned, so we have, um, I think this character's name is Lowell, who pops in, who thinks he's playing the king. But uh, the director says, no, you're filling it for Fred King, who was playing the village Kvetch. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's very disappointed to not be playing the, the king. Um so there's some back and forth. We uh, well, so we, we end up we, we back at the pageant. We have some ladies uh, singing some Hanukkah tunes. We have um, the the babies in the audience, and they still haven't found the the meaning of Hanukkah. And I'm not. I think it's Chucky. I don't. I I've, I haven't. Been, I have trouble keeping track of who's who. Um, I yeah, think I'm it's Chucky. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> but I, I think it was Chucky who says, um, "Look on the bright side." And then the lights go out <laughs> in the uh, in, in the audience there. I thought that was another funny little line. Um, yeah. And then on stage, um, you know, then the play starts in earnest. We see Boris studying the Torah um, as the Jews did in uh, ancient times. And then Shlomo enters as king of the Greeks, says, I command you to stop and pokes Boris with his sword. Um, so I imagine Shlomo had great joy in poking Boris during the rehearsal, which is what Boris was complaining about. And then the babies rise up. They say, oh, it's the meanie of Hanukkah. And they charge the stage. <laughs> Apparently not knowing, you know, fully understanding the difference between, uh, you know, drama, the you know, stage play in real life. They think this man is attacking their grandfather and they charge to protect him. Um, and they are then they're whisked away and they are dropped off in the nursery with Angela. Um, and they say, you know, we're trying to save Grandpa Boris from the meanie of Hanukkah. Um, and Angela says, you don't need you don't need blankies to put a to put a grown up down for a nap. The onlyest thing a grown up needs is a TV, because uh, every time Grandpa Lou watches TV, he falls asleep. <laughs> Which, um, again, uh, you know, a sign of my age, this is you know, hitting a little bit too close to home. <laughs> sort of a funny, it's because it's true, you know, particularly if it's, um, I don't know how, you know, how intermingled the generations are in this family. If they're, you know, if they're mainly seeing their grandfather on holidays, um, then there's probably a big holiday meal. And certainly, yeah, after a big meal, if you sit down in front of a TV, um, sleep will soon follow. So, yeah, the only thing you need to, yeah, you don't need blankies and a pillow to put a grown up down for a nap. Um, you just need a TV. Yeah. Um, we continue with our, with our, with the play and the telling of the story. Boris, uh, you know, Boris and Slomo playing, I guess, probably Judah Maccabee and uh, Antiochus um, are, are fighting with swords. Boris uh, swipes at Shlomo's belt and his pants fall. Um, and of course, Shlomo takes exception to this and then um, they fall out of the play. And I think they're fighting for real. I think this is no longer Judah and Antiochus, but this is Boris and Shlomo fighting at it. And then I don't know if this is the, the rabbi or the cantor, but the, uh, the director of the production um, kind of butts in and says, you know, as the Maccabees launch their final assault against King Antiochus, um, we will hear again from the women's the the women of Zion Senior Choir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we cut back to the backstage, um, 
and you know Boris is talking about you know Shlomo with his fancy business and always going on about how great business is, and Shlomo complaining about Boris about him with his fancy family and always bragging about the family, and so they realize that each was um, slightly jealous of the other. That you know Boris never had the the business success that Shlomo did, but the only reason Shlomo uh, was so successful in business was just because um, you know he never had children. Um, so he had no one, um, you know, kind of, he didn't have time. He didn't have a family to spend time in. So he could only, you know, so he had the time to dedicate to his business, but, you know, maybe would have preferred to have children instead. Um, and he hands Boris this crown. And this is kind of, this is a real, uh, you know, touching note for an otherwise, uh, is supposed to be a, a humorous, uh, and lighthearted cartoon. But he says, mm-hmm. you know, here, take this crown. I have no one to share tradition with anyway. Um, and then Boris, uh, you know, is, is touched and feels sad for Shlomo and passes the crown to Lowell. Here, you be king. Um, and so this is Lowell's moment to shine where he rushes, rushes the stage with his boom box because he's prepared a song and says to be or Maccabee, um, which I'm not quite sure, not quite sure where he's going with that. But sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to bring bring, you know, Shakespeare into your telling of the, the Hanukkah tale. No, again, it's trying to show somebody yeah. who just wants to be an actor, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when you think of someone wanting to show their acting chops, uh, many times, you know, you'll see that it's via Shakespeare. So just trying to, you know, put Shakespeare in, into the, the idea of, of uh, Hanukkah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me break. Uh, we'll take a break in the action to cut to uh, my next question, which I think we, we started touching on with, with the previous uh, and this one is: uh, Does this episode capture the spirit of Hanukkah? So, what is you know what is the spirit of Hanukkah to you, Rob? And then uh, you know, do does this special capture it? Well, again, I, I, the spirit of Hanukkah is is it I guess very different than uh, people when they think of of the spirit of Christmas. Spirit of Christmas is is the idea that that uh, you know people have to learn to be nice to one another and things like that. The, the spirit of Hanukkah, the the story is very different. The story is okay. We you have to you know find a way to keep your faith in in times when everything around you is trying to stop that. You know, so it's 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 a little different than than what you would think of from a, the spirit of Christmas because because of of you know. I guess you could say that the ideas of the spirit of Christmas, anyone, it doesn't matter what your religion is, you can you can relate more to it. Um, with with Hanukkah, you know, it's it, it's more related to people who have some sort of uh, you know religious tradition, whether it's Jewish or whether it's something else, it doesn't matter. But the idea is is that that the story of Hanukkah is you know that you know we 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 have our own traditions and we want to be able to keep them despite the changing world. You know that type of thing. So does right. this does does this uh, sh- episode show that? I think it does because what what they show here is, you know, first of all, it's the multi generational aspect, which is great. You know, they mm-hmm. they do a great job of that. Where you so you see that Boris and I think what's the the, the grandmother's name Minka, I think. So the, the the two of them are much more adamant about the traditions of Hanukkah, and then as the you know, as you go through the generations, it's a little less for each one of them. So the idea is, is that okay, you have this this uh, uh, 
connection to your grandparents who have a stronger connection to something and therefore you're, you're still gonna you know have parts of the tradition that that are going to be left with you you know and that's the idea of right. the, keeping it perpetual right mm-hmm. you know that type of thing so I, I think they do a nice job of, of looking at it from that perspective um, is that how you see the, the the spirit of Hanukkah also, or do you see it something different? Is there something that I'm not, you know, maybe maybe I'm too close to it to see something else that that you know that that someone else that's looking from afar might see? Yeah, yeah. Well, yes and no. So certainly, yeah, I, a lot of that. You know, I, I agree with you in terms of the the spirit of Hanukkah and and what the the episode captures, and that's a big part of a lot of the Jewish holidays is specifically about um, you know looking back to Here's, you know, here's some trials or tribulations that our ancestors went through. And, you know, we we mark that occasion and we remember um, and then kind of paying it forward or passing it forward with tradition, passing it down to um, to the next generation and the generations to come to make sure that, you know, the traditions and the beliefs and, and, and so forth, that they stay alive. And certainly the. Um, yeah, yeah, the episode addresses that with the three generations, with the the little bit of, um, you know, about Shlomo um, being sort of regretful or winful at, at um, uh, you know, at not having children and not having someone to pass the uh, traditions down to, um, you know, it captures that. It certainly, you know, it, it does a, a pretty, um, you know, to, to my knowledge, a pretty um, faithful retelling of the Hanukkah tale in terms of, um, you know, the, the Jews being persecuted and not allowed to openly practice their religion and eventually rising up to fight back and, you know, kind of defeating, um, uh, yeah, you know, I, defeating I think a great job with the, that. the king. But, uh, you know, and at a cost, as we'll, we'll, we'll cover kind of the, the, the conclusion of the story in, in the third act of the program, and they kind of cover um, kind of the, the, the price that was paid, even in victory, um, that eventually led to the, the miracle of Hanukkah. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I do like, so, so going back to what you said, when you said, that, um, you know, previously when you said, well, this is, you know, is this a, a you know, a, a Hanukkah special, or is it just sort of a, a you know, a, a Christmas special that's had thrown a, you know, kind of thrown in. And you said it was a little bit of both and you recognize there's, there's, you know, it does, uh, call on some of the traditional, I guess, tropes or, you know, aspects of, uh, of Christmas celebration. And I think there's another aspect in, um, in the finale. So, uh, part of the finale is that Boris and Shlomo have reconciled and sort of, uh, you know, buried the animosity between them. And they show, uh, Shlomo reading, reading the story of, of Hanukkah, uh, to the, to the children, to Angela and the other babies. Um, and that struck me as sort of a a very Christmas type finale, like to show like oh the community's getting together. It's the kind of thing that's like, um, you know, like like Home Alone, where uh, you know the, the the child's alone the whole time and then is reunited with the family at the end. Or Die Hard, you know, John McClane is off fighting on his own um, and then gets reunited with his family at the end. You know that kind of right. you know that that's a that's a trope of a lot of Christmas movies that the uh, you know the re, the reunion where everyone gets together at the end and this is I mean I guess it's not a reunion because this is they're not you know it, 
it's it's a union, not a reunion, because Slow Mo never had grandchildren and didn't have family, you know, family of his own before. But it's, you know, someone who was a loner, um, kind of learns the, you know, is, is brought in, learns the importance of family, and then they're all together at the end. And that's that that struck me as a very Christmas ending. Like that's more Christmas yep. than Hanukkah. But um, but like you said, this is uh, you know it's it's it's, it's a combination. They need to play the both audiences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is. Yeah, it's a it's a very a strong Hanukkah episode. Um, and yeah, I think it does capture the spirit of Hanukkah. But like you said, it it does have sort of uh, you know touches of of Christmas tradition. Um, which may be natural because, uh, you know, Christmas has for, um, you know, the United States and a lot of the West, Christmas has so um, sort of invaded or infused itself into Hanukkah um, just because they happen, you know, around the same time of year and, and sometimes you know, occasionally the very same week. Um, you know, Hanukkah in, in, the Jewish, in the Jewish calendar, this is actually a relatively minor um, holiday in terms of the you know the, the celebrations in Jewish tradition. It's it's sort of a, a, a second tier, maybe you know it's it's a minor holiday, and certainly gift giving um, is not um, you know is not part of the ancient tradition. It does not go back with you know the lighting of candles and the menorah and the dreidel. You know goes back to uh, you know goes back two thousand years um, to the you know the origin of the holiday, and is kind of infused in. Um, you know, in, in the meaning of Hanukkah, whereas gift giving is something that it's 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 really it's only because um, well it happens around Christmas and all the Jewish children would see their um, you know their Christian and Catholic friends getting presents and and felt left out that it kind well, of I'm assuming you've seen the uh, the Hanukkah Harry episode of uh, or skit on on uh, Saturday Night Live uh, Saturday Night Live yes yes yeah. the 80s yes so that, that, that says it all <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, so so getting back to our third act and wrapping up um, the show. Um, so Angela has grabbed uh, grabbed the television from the custodian. It is running off of it. She runs into Shlomo and drops the TV and says, "Oh, it's you know, it's the meanie." Um, but she sees the broken television and starts crying. Uh, Shlomo uh, starts to panic. Oh, you know, having not had children and be familiar with with small children and babies, he doesn't know what to do. Um, uh, Tommy sees Shlomo, the, the meanie of Hanukkah, um, and remembers um, that uh, Grandpa Boris takes a nap when he hears a good story. Maybe the meanie will, too. So he grabs the, the book the children have, which is my first Hanukkah, and they take the book to Shlomo. Um, and, uh, you know, Boris enters. He tries to and Shlomo tries to kind of pawn off the children like here. These are. These are your grand, your grandchildren. You should take them. But Boris says no. Um, you know they 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 want to hear the story from you. He's handing you the book. He wants you to read it. Um, and so we have Shlomo picking up. Um, and and Boris is you know he, Shlomo starts at the beginning and Boris kind of fast forwards. And no no they already heard that part. Um, and they fast forward to the part of the story where uh, the Maccabees have won the war. And then we we cut back to. Um, I guess I guess I don't know if it's quite a flashback, but we cut back to the story where we're we're back in ancient Judea, and we see after the war and uh, the cities and the temple um, are a terrible mess. Everything's uh, destroyed, and uh, the menorah, which is uh, supposed to burn forever, um, is broken and the flame put out. 
Um, did did my you notice that the menorah is, is only has uh, six branches instead of eight, like it should? Yeah, I did notice that. Um, their menorah is a little bit short of... Uh, it's, it's wrong. <laughs> a full Hanukkah, yeah. That's right. Um, maybe the uh, maybe the Greeks took a um, a branch or two <laughs> off it, and that's why that's why we're missing. It could be. <laughs> um, and so we have um, the the miracle of Hanukkah that the uh, they had uh, one night or one day's worth of oil to relight uh, the eternal flame, and um, it would take. Uh, eight days for them to get uh, to, to reconsecrate and get new oil to burn, um, but that one night of oil ended up lasting eight nights um, and are eight days, and that is the miracle of Hanukkah, and that's why we celebrate, and that is why we uh, we light candles over eight nights uh, to celebrate the oil lasting. Right. You do know that not everyone, you know that not everyone lights just candles. So you can light oil candles also. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I think mostly, uh, you know, most people probably just use wax candles because it's easier and um, I don't know if it's safer, but yeah, I mean, the tradition would be to use oil. Um, and I, and what was one thing I did um, actually as a project when I was in Hebrew school as a child was to make a menorah. I took uh, spoons um, I used uh, spoons and, and bent them and attached them to a board. Um, I had eight spoons for the eight candles and then um, one to light them. And you could put a little bit of oil in each spoon and put in a wick and light that. And it would, um, yeah, it would burn. Oh, wow. You still have it? No, unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but we see... Um, so we wrap up. Not only do we see at the end of the story the miracle of Hanukkah with the oil, uh, you know, one day's worth of oil lasting for eight, but we also see that Shlomo has fallen asleep um, from hearing this great story that it worked that the meanie, you know, that the meanie of Hanukkah is asleep, um, and just at that time, Stu Pickles arrives with his giant menorah on the hood of his car, and the director rushes him on stage, rushes him on stage, um, where Lowell is still singing. Um, and he lights his menorah, and there was a flash, a bang. The whole thing, you know, explodes and fails in, a, you know, comedic, in, a, you know, sitcom father comedic fashion. Um, and the backdrop, the curtain behind the stage falls down, and that's where we see Boris and Shlomo sitting with the children, um, having told the story of the Hanukkah tale. Um, and Shlomo stands up and says, and so ends our little play. And may it be our sincerest Hanukkah wish that our Kindala will continue to carry the light of our people for generations to come. Um, so we wrap up the story of Hanukkah has been told and the, uh, you know, the Hanukkah pageant or the play has played to the end. Um, and again, we have um, a moment that feels more Christmas than Hanukkah to me in terms of, yeah. um, you know, Boris and Shlomo coming together with the children, although certainly the, the telling of the aspect to the children is um, not just of Hanukkah, but I think, well, particularly of Passover, of Pesach, and, and most holidays. Um, again, you know, keeping tradition alive and passing it on to the next generation is a very Jewish theme and is a very, um, uh, you know, a very Hanukkah thing to have at the end. Yeah. So, and then we, we reach... We reach the end. Uh, Chucky says, look, Tommy, the meanie and your grandpa Boris are playing nice. And Tommy says, 
It's a mirable. Um, so one last malapropism or mispronunciation from the babies for the, the mirable of Hanukkah. <laughs> um, so to, to wrap it up, uh, so I guess, well, anything else from the episode that you wanted to point out that I miss? And then, uh, so do you think, is this, uh, you know, a lot of what we've talked about in previous seasons of the podcast is, uh, you know, holiday traditions. And previously we talked about uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving were the holidays, whereas now we're talking about Hanukkah. But, um, you know, yearly traditions and particularly the, the holiday movies that we watch every year. Um, mm -hmm. So do you think, um, you know, so again, anything from the episode, uh, you know, that we missed that you want to touch on? And do you think, um, you know, could this, is this episode part of your Hanukkah tradition? Is this something you could see watching every year? Okay, well, as I mentioned, I'll, I'll answer the second part first. As I mentioned at the beginning, I'd never seen any episode of Rugrats before, especially not this episode. Um, <laughs> I can see it continuing uh to be a tradition for me to actually watch it before before Hanukkah every year because of the fact that you know as 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 we pointed out there are very few uh more Hanukkah central centric uh movies or TV shows you know this is this is I guess you could say top tier yes from that perspective um the only one that I can think of that to me is very emotional it's not a Hanukkah story but it's in the, uh, the, uh, the Diary of Anne Frank from 1959. Mm -hmm. They have a very poignant scene about, you know, that takes place on Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, that's like right yes. in the middle of the, the, the movie. And, and the fact that there are eight people in, you know, the, in hiding there and there are eight candles and the whole connection of it is just, to me, it's very emotional every time I see it because it, it's very profound, the, the, the way that that, that fits it. But, I, I've I've searched for years to try and find something that's more interesting, more connected to Hanukkah, either via movies or TV shows, and you can't really find them. But I'm I'm surprised I actually never came across this one beforehand. Yeah. So thank you for 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 pointing it out to me. No, oh, you're you're welcome. Yeah, I was glad to you're find right. this. Um, yeah, this is this is really good. I agree. Uh, uh, you know, it's not been part of. Of my tradition, like uh, uh, the same as you, where I I'd not watched Rugrats and not seen this episode before. I think this is good. You know, the, it it kind of skips over some some middle parts in terms of the the traditional Hanukkah story, but you get um, you get the high points. You get the beginning of uh, you know the the oppression uh, of the Jews under a foreign leader, and then at the end you have they've won the war, but. Um, you know, the, the temple is in shambles and they don't have enough oil for the light. And then the miracle of Hanukkah, which is the, um, you know, the oil lasting for for eight days. So you, you, you get the high points and you get um, uh, some good entertainment, some funny bits with with the babies um, and, and some sincerity, which is always nice in, in a holiday episode. And this works particularly well that it, it hits. Um, a, a lot of the, it stays true to the holiday uh, a lot more than some of the episodes. So another uh, another sitcom that has a family that is outwardly Jewish is the Goldbergs. And they've done several. Uh, they actually had several Hanukkah uh, episodes throughout their various seasons. But uh, they're more it's more cultural and for North America, because again, because they're around the same time of year, the traditions, the American traditions of Hanukkah have been so overwhelmed by Christmas. You know, Christmas is such a big, um, you know, kind of the big elephant in the room that cannot be ignored. Um, so when they deal with 
things like the gift giving aspect of Hanukkah. And again, that's not that's not really part of the you know the the true tradition of the holiday. It's only become part of it because it's next to Christmas. So um, you know, so they do. You know, it's a Jewish family and they do Hanukkah episodes, but it doesn't I don't think they connect with the real story of the holiday in the, in the Jewish traditions as much as this episode of, of Rugrats does. So I, I do think it's, um, you know, I think it's a good episode. And I do think it it, um, it qualifies, you know, for a for a yearly tradition. And I think it's got the nice there's there's some nice funny lines, particularly with the, the mispronunciations and the mishearings that the children have and and details in the animation um, that, I you know, it's not something you'll get tired with. Um, quickly, you know, watching it all the time or watching it every year. So I think there's even, um, you know, if you pay attention to the details, there's some interesting bits. So, so I give it a thumbs up. I'll give it, you know, I'll give it a, you know, eight candles up as in terms of uh, qualifying for, for yearly tradition. Um, and then wrapping up. So the, the last question I have for my guest is Rob. So do you have any, um, any Hanukkah or other holiday stories you'd like to share? Anything, uh, Related to, uh, you know, do you have anything, uh, you know, anything that was only supposed to go one day, but then ended up lasting eight nights? <laughs> so Hanukkah stories. Yes, I, I actually, I, you know, as as you know, I have uh, hundreds and hundreds of Hanukkah stories that I could Hanukkah stories that I could tell. But uh, I decided to, to focus on two of them that are much more related specifically to 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 this. Uh, this episode, I guess you can say. So the first one is uh, my youngest daughter, who is actually going to be turning eight later this week. She was born on Hanukkah. Okay, so we actually named her based on. There's a famous uh, uh, Jewish traditional song that 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 we sing called Malas Tzor. Okay, which has a whole bunch of different verses about the various uh, things that that Jews have have endured over the years by people who are persecuting them. But um, one of the words in the song is rinanim, okay, which is uh, which means rejoicement. So we decided to name our daughter Rinana because she was born on Hanukkah. Okay, and the second thing that uh, that I wanted to mention was the fact that uh, um, you know in this episode you have the the aspect of where they want to blow out the candles. So a few years ago, my my other daughter, who, who she's a ten and a half right now, she was in a competition with with her two brothers, and they wanted to see whose candles would last the, the longest, would stay the longest, and so she wanted to win, so she blew out their candles. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's related to the to the episode. There you go, ties yep. in. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. Um, well, good. So thank you very much for, for joining us, um, for, for sharing uh, those stories and for, for discussing uh, this wonderful Hanukkah episode. Um, if folks want to hear, uh, you know, more of your, your, your insightful commentary, uh, where can they find you? Okay, well, um, first of all, I have a, a website, uh, which is on WordPress called uh, Movie Rob, which therefore I, on that episode, I have reviews of literally thousands of movies. I'm right now, uh, I have over 9,000 movies reviewed on my site um, and continuing to grow. And I also have a podcast, Move Around Minute, which as you mentioned earlier, we're right now ending up season three. Uh, right now we have another, uh, I guess, two weeks to finish up season three, which was Die Hard, and then we'll be beginning season four, which we will have a brand new 
movie. I'll, I'll give one hint. It's from 1989. I'm not going to tell anyone at this point what, what it is. You'll have to tune in to try and find out what it is. Sean knows because he's he's yes. already agreed to, to, to once again be on. So, you know, you'll just have to come back on January 2nd and find out what it is. So you can find my podcast uh, on any podcatcher you might be that you usually listen to. Um, you can also go to my website, moviewrobminute.com, or you can find me on Twitter or Facebook. All right. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely suggest people check those out, particularly uh, your Movie Rob Minute, uh, which I've been fortunate uh, to be a guest of. Uh, you've been nice enough to, to invite me on. Um, and I will also let folks know um, you can find us if this is your first time joining us, if you've just discovered us because of this holiday special, uh, this Hanukkah special, uh, you can find us at nextscenepod.com. And there we have a list of all our, our previous holiday specials and, and films, holiday films that we've covered um, and all our other stuff. And you can uh, give us feedback. You can uh, join the discussion at our Facebook group, which is the Jelly of the Month Club. We are on Twitter at nextscenepod. Um, and you can also email us, nextscenepod at gmail.com. And just to let you know, um, uh, my birthday is on the uh, 23rd of Teviet, which next year will be January 16th on the solar calendar. So if you want to send me a present or just uh, good wishes, it's uh, the 23rd of Teviet. So Te now we know. Teviet. Teviet is from the Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so uh thanks again everyone for for joining us and so we will see you next time on the next scene look Tommy, the baby and your grandpa boris are playing nice i know Chucky. it's a miracle I did it, boom, boom, I did it, boom, boom, I, 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 I,